Welcome to Reyes on Astrology, and I'm your host, Raya Marshall, where I use the lens of traditional astrology and translate it for those living in modern times. The astrology of September 26th through October 2nd, 2022 begins with Mercury moving back to conjoin Venus. Pluto feels the need to add some influence, opening the gates to rediscover hidden desires. Mars and Saturn link up, making for some constructive energy, but the moon adds a level of difficult situations to tackle. Venus comes back home and joins the sun in the sign of Libra. Venus opposes Jupiter retrograde, opening the gates for some unwanted advice. Saturn and Uranus come close to squaring each other, giving some oppressive and restless feelings. And finally, the first quarter moon in Capricorn comes around while Mercury is stationing direct and opposing Neptune retrograde. This will most likely feel like the day that never ends. The overall feel for this week is like there are 10 people talking to you at once. It's overwhelming and hard to wrap your head around everything anyone is saying. Things seem to slip out of the woodwork and others want to chime in their opinions. Rushing to get your point across will only make people feel more cornered. Take the time to use diplomacy when you feel the passionate for something, and don't feel like you have to make up your mind right away. Hello everyone, welcome back. Uh, welcome if it's your first time listening. Uh, we have a busy week, it seems like. It just seems like there's a lot of new stuff going on. Or maybe I just have a lot to say about things. I don't know. So let's just get right into it. On September 26th, we have Mercury retrograde conjoin um, his conjunct Venus and Virgo again. But this time we have Pluto retrograde and Capricorn joining in in a trine. Um, the first Mercury-Venus conjunction happened around September 12th. So that is an important key detail to understanding this um, transit is th think back to what was happening on September 12th for you, and that will most likely be similar themes coming up, but with a little bit of extra spice because we have Pluto in there. Um, I could see it as hidden things coming back up, especially in relationships or especially with some sort of, uh, I don't know, social connection, friendship, something along those lines. Um, you know, it could be something as simple as gossip, lots of gossip, something coming out of the woodwork that has been hidden or has been purposely hidden. Um, it feels very gossipy to me, um, but it feels like the things coming out aren't necessarily super bad or super harmful. Um, maybe it's like you find out someone likes you, like your friend likes you, like they admit that they you know have feelings for you or something like that um in that way it also could be discovering a deep secret desire or sexual feeling like that you know romantic partner coming out and being like oh i really like you or something like that or someone confessing confessing their love to you um or you could be rediscovering some sort of desire some sort of feeling of lust or just sensuality and how you perceive like the physical act of romance um interestingly enough when the moon was in aries on the 12th when we had this first mercury conjoined venus and virgo um and now we have the moon in the opposing sign of libra so that's a cool dynamic um 
it's just further developing this transit um so there's like like this sense of like things that are less harsh but we still have that pluto energy to it so it's still somewhat um I, disturbing just seems too it seems too big of a word so i'm not going to use disturbing but it's since we have the moon and libra things seem a little bit less harsh or sharp um than in that first that first uh conjunction on the 12th when the moon was in aries um you know we're coming off the new moon and i feel like it's rediscovering desire lust and like this primal instinct within all of us um remembering that like the mind and the body are connected and when one is an imbalance the other cannot function properly um just like it's hard to like feel romantic and sensual when your mind is racing or when you're overwhelmed but or um you know or it's hard to feel some sort of like mental um focus when you're tired or your body aches something like that so um i feel like there's just like this rediscovery of romance lust desire um sensual pleasure something along those lines uh i wouldn't be surprised if people confess their love for each other on this day or um just something comes out that has been kind of hidden uh so moving on um the next big one we have is september 28th to the 29th we have mars and gemini trying saturn retrograde in aquarius um this is very constructive transit like you're able to kind of like you feel like you're gaining ground on something that has kind of felt stuck. Um, realistically, it will be like some sort of mental process just because it's in two air signs. So it's not like a tangible earthy something. Um, maybe you've been just trying to work out some sort of logistics in your head. And now it's kind of you're you feel like the gears are turning and clicking in the right way. You know, this this transit will be a nice little transit until that Saturn Uranus square heightens in the few days, which we will go over. Um, so kind of use that like mental stamina while you have it, because things are going to get like a little bit wonky. Um, you know, when that Uranus Saturn square starts to heighten, um, it could kind of feel like nothing is moving or showing results what you want fast enough or things are like progressing backwards almost um you know unfortunately on this 28th 29th the moon is in scorpio where it's not comfortable remember that i talk about it like once a month um for the two days that this this uh transit is peaking so it will most likely be playing out as like working through difficult situations or hard feelings um maybe like the tea got spilled earlier in the week and now you're like on damage control to clean up the mess something along those lines um on the 29th as well too we have venus moving into the sign of libra she's coming home into her masculine air domicile of libra um she will be here until october 22nd um i said the masculine air domicile of libra i meant venus i'm sorry um, I feel like there is this sense of initiating with Venus, um, Venus and Libra, initiating conversations, interactions. There's just like a very outgoing feeling to Venus and Libra. 
you know, Venus and Taurus, I feel like is a lot more receptive, a lot more subtle, a lot more sensual. Venus and Libra is a little bit faster, a little bit, a little bit more in your face, but not in an aggressive way. It's just someone that's very upfront. Um, I have Venus and Libra and I find myself just like loving to talk and interact with people and like be out and around people, like feeling other people's energy. Um, I don't know if it's because I have Mercury and Libra as well too, but I just, I love to be around people and feel that there's people's energy and interact and share and exchange. And like, it makes me really happy when people like everyone seems to be having a really good time and getting along or like everyone just seems comfortable. Like that's, I like that when I'm hanging out with someone. Um, you know, I find that Venus and Libra has this quality of wanting cleanliness and order, um, similar to the traits that Virgo, you know, most consider for to be for Virgo, but Venus is the goddess. And one major thing with traditional, um, culture is like the goddess was like cleanliness and like when you worship the goddess it's like having some sort of purity to that so with this venus and libra i feel like there's just this ease for order for you know like not routine but order and process and just pure pure purification and cleanliness so you know, the way I see the progression of the Zodiac um, is like from Virgo to Libra is like Virgo is preparing and researching and, you know, like researching a recipe and making a list and purchasing ingredients to make the meal. And Libra is like the act of cooking, um, you know, balancing, balancing and managing time wisely so that like everything is done together in a coherent way. Um, it's bringing the meal to the table, it's setting the table, it's having some sort of visual appeal to it, and it's having people come together over one shared experience. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. It's like Virgo and Libra are very, very similar. You know, we have the maiden, which is Virgo, and we have Libra, an animal or a human. It's a thing. It's the scales. I don't know. I just, I find that Vir that Virgo and Libra share a lot of similar qualities, except for Virgo's more tangible and mental processed and Libra is more um, somewhat imaginative in, in traditional astrology, which I won't really get into it. There's a thing called a, an antitia and a contraantitia. And it's in representation of the amount of day versus night for each zodiac sign so it's like you know uh cancer season is the longest day of the year so like the light outweighs the dark so anyways let me just get into it um with this but in traditional astrology libra and virgo have a contra and tisha together and this means that it's a secret form of opposition and what i find with oppositions it's like the signs are almost incredibly similar that they just disagree to a certain extent so that's kind of how I'm seeing this this um like the Virgo Libra qualities it's like they're very similar with wanting cleanliness and order and peace and harmony and like having some sort of coherent process 
Um, but at the same time, like there's a slight difference in how they want that process or how they want that cleanliness that it causes some sort of tension. Um, so yeah, Venus is coming home into Libra. I love it because I have Venus in Libra. So it makes me feel more comfortable. Um, but this is a great placement for the astrology right now um, with Venus moving into the sign of Libra because we have the sun is not necessarily comfortable or at home in the sign of Libra. So now we have Venus coming home and supporting her guest. Um, you know, the host is back and now she's able to kind of help her guest, the sun in her, in her, her domicile, her home. Some things will get a little bit easier once Venus moves into Libra. On the 30th, we have the moon in Sagittarius. Um, it is having a supportive aspect from its host planet, Jupiter and Aries, while it moves, you know, the first couple of degrees, it moves into um, Sagittarius. So that's great. Um, you know, the moon necessarily isn't uncomfortable in Sagittarius. Um, I just feel like it gives it like this optimistic grand view, like almost like, um, like moon in Sagittarius, I kind of... <laughs> I feel I relate or I don't relate, but I feel like it's like um, like a youth counselor. Like that's what I see. Like when I think of like a moon in Sagittarius, someone that's big, bright, generous, sharing. Um, they're optimistic. They're they have this like magnetism and the smile to them that like but they have this like kind of youthful um, energy to them. So I think of like Christian youth counselors stuff like that when I think of moon and Sagittarius um but anyways that's just me when the moon moves into Sagittarius it will be opposing Mars and Gemini so around the 30th into like October 1st you might be feeling hyper focused on the details or lo logistics of the big picture or it just might be sharp words sharp words sharp opinions sharp feelings um people expressing themselves a little too much it could be oversharing as well too not knowing when to stop or not knowing when to like not knowing what to say like crossing the borders when it comes to what to say to certain people um you know I, i'm seeing this like mars gemini moon sagittarius um dynamic as like you're trying to plan out a vacation to like every little detail but it's one of those things that you like you can't fully plan it it's like yeah we can plan on arriving at the hotel at 11 o'clock but it's like you know we have to get unpacked we have to you know things happen so you could just kind of need to go with the flow on this but be mindful to not make your own waves and go too much with the flow and then like not having a filter um, on October 1st, we have Venus and Libra opposed Jupiter retrograde in Aries. I can see this as like an aggressive need for harmony, like forcing everyone to be happy and get along um, or just like like too hyper focused on like everything being OK. It could be something like unwanted advice or opinions um, from someone on something that you find pleasing or appealing Maybe they're like, you know, someone's kind of shooting you down as to why you shouldn't like that thing or being too pushy or oversharey about what they like type of thing. Um, it seems very passive aggressive, this 
Venus oppose Jupiter. Because we do have Jupiter's host planet, Mars is in Gemini. We have Mercury retrograde, which is the host planet of Mars. So there's just this like overall feeling of like someone just being super passive aggressive or just like super, it's somewhat pushy. Like it, it just feels very pushy to me. It feels very forced. Like I could see this as someone being super nice but it's like a forced fake nice almost like you know you get those vibes from people where it's like they're being really nice and they're like very friendly but it seems too friendly or it's like too forced or they're wanting something from you so they're they're putting on a show they're putting on an act something like that um on october 1st as well too we have that saturn retrograde in aquarius squaring uranus retrograde in taurus so it's peaking um, these planets aren't actually going to have an exact square this year, um, but they're both going to be at 18 degrees until October 11th. So they're going to either be like coming into an exact square or at that same or at like a degree apart. We're picking back up where we left off in 2021. This is a bigger transit of the year. This is when the, the, the astrology of 2022 starts to ramp back up again. You know, it's kind of like that opening trumpet for moving into eclipse season, which will be in Scorpio season. Um, so it's that like sounding horn of like, hey, things are happening, guys. Pay attention to me. Um, so this transit happened exactly or this transit was exact three times last year in 2021 in February in June and December. Um, realistically, like those months were like when it was peaking. So broadly speaking, the Saturn-Uranus square was like the major flavor astrology for 2021. So we're going to be kind of revisiting stuff that was happening in 2021. We're coming back to it. Both of these planets are retrograde, so they're they're coming back to places that they've already been. Um, I can see it as the breakdown of social and political norms, wanting to overthrow something that feels oppressive and outdated. I could also see this as the financial markets kind of going a little bit crazy, maybe even like a mini crash or like some sort of mini whatever you want to call it, um, you know, a threat to our food chain, something like that, a threat to um, security and stability, a threat to something that is somewhat needed. So just something to be mindful of. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I am not a financial advisor, so I do not know. I am just reading the chart. Um, generally speaking, people are most likely going to feel very oppressed or very restless for change. If you don't know who he is, Klaus Schwab, go Google him because like, he's kind of the poster child for this transit for me. He said something along the lines once of you will own nothing and you will be happy. Uh, and that is like my tagline for this Saturn square Uranus. You will own nothing and you will be happy. So if you don't know who Klaus Schwab is, go Google him um, and he will give you a great like archetypal description of Saturn and Uranus. So moving on, October 2nd, we have the first quarter moon in Capricorn so first quarter moons are more difficult um there's a conflict between the plot line and the circumstances the story and the um 
set the scenes, something like that. Um, and we also have Mercury stationing direct on October 2nd, which means Mercury will be stopping in the sky. Eventually it will move forward, but it's going to be stopped. Mercury is going to be a little wonky. And Mercury is opposing Neptune retrograde in Pisces while it's stationing direct. Uh, this day feels a little bit confusing. Things just seem like at a complete standstill. Um, you know, I could see it as like a struggle with the current story events of your life and the circumstances given to you. You could just feel very confused today, not knowing what you're doing, not knowing where you're going, having to deal with tough things that just make you question life or make you want to disassociate. You know, it's challenge. It's it's a challenging and emotional day. Um, you could also feel somewhat depressive or very drained. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people just want to completely check out on October 2nd um, just because of the fact that Mercury is stationing, so like not moving in the sky at all. So Mercury retrograde kind of peaks around a station and then it slowly peters out. And then we have the first quarter moon just like making things difficult, like things just seem difficult. So, so we did it. We made it through this week. I looking at the astrology this week, I was overwhelmed. That was the feeling I was getting. I felt like there was a lot going on. I felt like there was, I felt like there was a lot of people talking to me all at once and I couldn't collect my thoughts. And that's what this week feels like. It feels like a lot going on. It feels like a lot of people are talking to you and trying to persuade you into something. And you're like, I, I want to make up my mind, but I can't. I need to like take my time to process everything. So that's this week. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful week. And once again, I will see you next week. Bye, guys.